Um, so today's topic, we are going to talk about what is surrender anyhow. This was Diane's choice. She came up with it quite early, which is surprising because we usually don't pick the topic early. <laughs> but um, yeah, what is surrender? We talk about it all the time and it'll be interesting to hear everyone's take on it because I know sometimes that's a swear word to me. <laughs> right. And sometimes it uh, brings me peace. So it's, it'll be interesting to hear everyone's opinions on this and everyone's experience of it because um, it, it can be so different, I find. Right. And, and, and it's, it, it is interesting that I came up with the, with the theme really early, but I, I think it was just because, it's, okay, now it's time to talk about this, as always. And, and we've been seeing that word more and more often. It's, you know, it, it was coming up a lot anyway, but now it's coming up more and more often. And after we decided to, okay, this is the one we're going to talk about this week. And I started thinking about the same thing. What does it really mean to me? And I realized that in the last, I don't know, month or so, after seeing the word so much, you know, being reminded of different things and everything, it's come to mean something different to me than it used to it at first. I didn't really like the word because to me, surrender meant I give up, you win, I'm backing off. Mm. Yeah. And and I don't like that feeling, that idea, that kind of thing. The warrior but, in you. Yeah, that's it. The warrior in me did not like the word surrender. Um, and I think that's it, it's good that we're talking about this. but. More recently, it's come to mean more of kind of get out of my own way. Oh, I like that. Yeah. And l pay attention to what's around me, to what's being shown to me, to what's where I'm being led, and not try to, uh, you know, uh, um, be in charge of everything, not try to manipulate everything, not try to say, oh, we, we should do this and this and this and this and this, right? To basically get out of my own way. I love that. Yeah. So that's what I wanted to start with. And I'd love to hear everybody else's thoughts on that. I'm sure we're going to have a great discussion about that. For sure. So anyone else want to jump in and I'll share mine kind of towards the end? what surrender means to them, or I'll share mine now, I guess, if, I, if no one else wants to. Mine is kind of similar to what my mom said um, in that uh, it's, it's rarely a positive thing in my head of surrender. It's like, all right, fine, I give up, you win. You know, it, it, it rarely comes from like the first that surrender is the first choice and the healthy choice. It's more like I fought and fought and fought and then, okay, I surrender. Like that picture, that GIF I posted on your post, uh, Tara. I love like, it. The, you know, the soldier holding up his hands and coming out of a foxhole. Like, that's what I feel. <laughs> but interesting the way you say that, because what kind of, and that's why I, I feel like I said sometimes I feel like it's a swear word yes. because it's those times that I feel like it's a swear word that it's my ego that is doing the fighting, sure. which, is, yeah. which is very interesting because um, you put a soldier up, which is 
very much like that war, that warrior, that never surrender, don't give up, which is very much that energy of that wounded masculine ego that's like, I will not give up. <laughs> I, I will I will push. I will make it happen. And um, which is also not very nice. Uh, but yeah, when it feels like it's a swear word, that's exactly how I feel too. And it's definitely my ego that's like, no, we will not. <laughs> never. Yeah, never surrender. <laughs> exactly. And then it and it feels like like Diane said too, it feels like defeat, it feels like failure, it feels like giving up, it feels like all those not so nice things. But again, that's the ego that's grasping on and attaching to something. So I guess that's my kind of version of surrender is um, the non-attachment to whatever it may be um, or whatever may come is not being attached and not having the expectation of something. I love that non-attachment part. I think yeah, that, I like that too. Yeah, that speaks volumes. That's yeah. certainly a lot healthier way to look at it. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and that's how I feel when it's not a swear word. <laughs> Which sometimes takes some to get there. No, sorry, yeah, my fault. Was, no, you're fine. You're fine. Um, I, I know sometimes I just have to kind of jump in and hope I don't run into anybody. But um, for me, I think surrender used to feel like that, too. Like, why do I have to surrender? I'm so tired of being the one that always gives in, blah, 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 blah. And as I've grown through um, just through life and through you know growing spiritually what i realized is that i experience complete surrender when i am in fully in line in alignment with every part of me and that includes my higher self my inner being whatever you want to call it when i'm in 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 alignment with that to me that feels like surrender like okay i don't have to fight the outside world it's all okay i love that and that is perfectly, yeah, when I, when I don't feel like it's a swear word, which I'm getting to, like Diane, too, more and more, that's a great way to describe it, like a perfect way to describe it. So thank you, Christina. Yeah, I like, I like that also. Um, surrender is alignment, right? Yeah. And, 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 and um, we've talked about before how the ego isn't a bad thing, we need our ego. It's who we are. It's, I mean, it's, you know, the human in us. Um, but the ego really um, likes to take over and be in charge. And um, because it thinks it knows best. Um, but to be in alignment is also <clears throat> telling ego, okay, you're not in charge here we're going we're 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 allowing this process this um attention intention to happen with us um on a soul level kind of a thing and i think that's why for me surrender is almost synonymous with trust because like christina said when we when we're in alignment with our higher self we know that things are working out for our highest good we know that the universe is not trying to, it's not working against us or punishing us. We just, we're in alignment, so we're in flow. And so, which to me is that trusting space where it's like, yeah, things may look crap right now, or maybe a challenge right now, 
but I know that in some way this is for my highest good. And just to having that trust and that faith in that um, helps me to surrender. So that's why I, I feel like they kind of, you can't have one without the other for me. I totally agree with that. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's really interesting for me that when, when I, I, I mean, I can like struggle and struggle and struggle and struggle. And then when I just get into alignment with myself and I surrender the struggle and I just release it, everything falls into place. Why, why do I fight it so hard? Amazing how that happens, right? Right. <laughs> I have the same discussion with myself. Why did you fight this for so long? I know. I know. <laughs> I think we've all had that discussion because you're so right. As soon as you choose to surrender and you just let it go, it, it just things just fall into place. Maybe not the way that you had expected because that's a, that was a big one for me is learning about the expectations right. um, and still learning about it. <laughs> but um, but letting that go and just as soon as you do, there's just this peace that comes over you and things magically just work out and then and you're better like, than I could have planned exactly I know right yes <laughs> but it's so <laughs> when you're in it even though you know that I I find when I when I'm finding it hard to surrender um it's like there's a part of me the higher self part of me I'm gonna say knows and is like hey you know what to do <laughs> you know this is gonna make you feel better but yeah. there's this other part that's like I don't want to give up. I will not give up. <laughs> and it, it knows too, but it just is like, but maybe, maybe if I push just a little bit harder and it's like, all right, we're going to do that again then, I guess. <laughs> right. Marilyn, you, you uh, have something to chime in about this? Well, I'm a Virgo. <laughs> Welcome to the club, Marilyn. Me too, Marilyn. You know, I like to control the shit out of everything. <laughs> and surprisingly enough, yeah, surrender is a, you know, not surprisingly enough, surrender is a tough one for me. Yeah. You know, um, I'm, I'm that person that wants the book that shows you what, you know, A, B, and C is. <laughs> So, you know, I, I do, I struggle with it more when it comes to just my own personal things, you know, um, especially right now, especially with my, my, my health and trying to get healthier and, you know, if I would just, I would just let go and, and, and let it flow, it would probably be fine, but. You know, I like tripping over top of myself and just making mistakes continuously. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Surrendering a Virgo is a tough one. <laughs> yeah, yes, it is. It is. Marilyn, I would like to, to just add on to what you're saying, because I, I, I struggle with that, too. Like, just give me the directions and make them easy to understand. This is not a stereo manual. You know what I mean? It's like. Just make them easy to understand. And I got really tired of trying to follow other people's directions, so I wrote my own. Talk about control, huh? Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay, let's take a, a moment to see if Sherry can unmute herself and get in the conversation when she's ready. I made her a moderator as well because I thought maybe that would help. Okay. 
I'm gonna guess no. <laughs> mm. Damn. Christina was saying, you know, she wishes she had the book, the instruction book and manual. And I feel I feel the same way. Also a control freak Virgo. But what I feel like we actually have are IKEA directions. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and like they're clear as mud. Yeah. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> Anybody ever put a crib together with the drawings? I mean, seriously, that makes <laughs> oh me sense. Gosh. <laughs> oh my gosh. Like I said, that's why I just took control, surprise, surprise, and wrote my own instructions and then published them. <laughs> there you go. There I think you go. That's awesome. But I was going to say, like, when Marilyn was speaking too, sometimes I think the not surrendering is part of the journey, though. Yeah. You know, that it's part of that process and part of the, that we have to learn. I mean, surrender is the overall, but I think sometimes we need to bang our head against the wall a couple of times because there's so many great lessons that come from that, that I feel like that's almost part of the, part of the plan or something to help us with other stuff as well. Does that make sense? It does make sense. I was just listening to Abraham Hicks this morning and, um, they were talking about how when we do that, it's just that we are noticing the, excuse me, the contrast. And when you have contrast, it puts its opposite into your vortex. So what you don't want is the contrast. And what you do want automatically gets put into your vortex by noticing the contrast. Ooh, I like that. I think I've heard that before, but it didn't resonate. Yeah, I need to hear it every morning. day, I think. <laughs> okay, I would like you to expand on that because you kind of lost my brain train there. <laughs> oh, okay. So, um, and again, I, I was just watching this this morning, and I've heard it before, but I tend to need to hear things a few times. Mm -hmm. um, so, when we when we're struggling and we're not surrendering and we're we're focusing on things we don't want, the universe, like just because it's a dualistic universe, automatically creates the opposite. Right. So that's the premise that they're going on. So the opposite now exists because you're focusing on what you don't want, but you're still going to get what you're focusing on. It's just that what you do want is now in the vortex so that when you shift your perception to what you do want, that's there and ready to be activated. <laughs> so, OK, you can probably tell by my silence that I'm trying to catch this. Yeah. So it, it took me a few times too. Yeah. So we're assuming, let's see, how do I want to say, how, how to say this? Um, we're assuming that we haven't yet identified what we do want. Is that what we're assuming? Right. That or that we, we're focused. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go with that because that's, that's the first part of it. So yes. Okay. Like we, so, we know what we don't want, but we don't always know what we do want. Uh-huh. And that's interesting to bring that up, too, because oftentimes somebody says, what do you want? And I go, well, I don't know, but I don't want this, 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 and this. Right. Right? I don't know exactly what I do want, but I don't want this. So what you just mentioned is that when we say, I don't want this, then the opposite comes, let's see, comes into our realm our vortex or whatever saying okay here is here is part of what you want what you're asking for is that is that like an interpretation 
That's my understanding of it. Okay. Yeah, but it's All it's right. there in energetic form, but we haven't activated it yet. Okay. Yeah. So I this is my kind of understanding is um, like because money is obviously one a lot of, and I know that's usually for a lot of people. Number one. I don't like being poor. I don't like not having money. I don't like, you know, that kind of thing. So that, because they all, like um, Christina said, because it's a dualistic and the other side of the coin is with the wealth. And so that puts that into our, into the vortex. Right. But if we keep focusing on not having money, then we keep not having money, even though energetically the money's there. Mm -hmm. So where and how does the shift happen? that we can say, can shift from what I don't want to what I do want, that, that's part of our training and part of our, our shadow work and part of our understanding about, okay, I've stated what I don't want, now I need to bring in, think about what I do want. Is that how it works? Right. Okay. Right. The, the thing is that the thing is what's going to get focused on anyway. But right. if, if you're... And I know that this is true for myself because being an energy person, a psychic and, and all of that, that my entire life runs on my energy. So if I have negative energy about income, about money in general, if I'm stressed out about it, it chases it away. Like it just stops dead, mm-hmm. you know, but when I'm in, when I surrender, I'm in complete alignment. I'm sending love out to the universe. I'm feeling the love that I'm sending out to the earth and everywhere else. That flow opens back up again and it comes back in. Mm-hmm. But yeah. it's not easy to hold myself in that space all the time either. Right. And, and that's what I'm talking about, about doing the work to mm-hmm. become more conscious and, and, and intentional in those thoughts is, is a shift in our in our habits right and it takes monitoring we have to monitor ourselves all the time yeah right yeah and i've just noticed that too that now that you bring that up is that um for so long actually as long as i can remember i've always felt a lack of money and a lack of available resources to do the things i want to do when you know when i want to do something my first thought is do i have the money for that and that's a sucky place to be. Mm-hmm. And recently, again, within the last couple of months, it, this shift has happened to me. And it's like, okay, I'm tired of, of, of being in that space. You know, I thought I had done work. I thought I understood all the, you know, positive reinforcement and the journaling and all that kind of stuff. But deep down my first reaction was still do I have enough money for that so I have been working on you know just saying yes and see what happens and with that um, I was surprised early in the week I checked my bank balance and there was hey where did all that money come from (laughs) and so I had to go back and look how did that money get in my account? That's awesome. Yeah. And I realized, oh, it's it's just these little these little trickles and these little, you know, things that are happening and I'm going, well, that's a nice feeling. It's quite opposite of what I'm used to. 
but I've noticed that. And so I'm agreeing with everything you guys have just said is that it takes a mind shift and sometimes you work for a really long time to really get that shift to happen in you. Right, because you have to get down to the core beliefs. And if we have core beliefs, like I was raised with core beliefs about how rich people are evil and money <laughs> is the root of all evil and all this ridiculous religious stuff right. that was misinterpreted in the first place. Um, but yeah, I mean, as I had to get really down below a lot of those core beliefs because, you know, if rich people are evil, I don't want to be rich because then I'll be evil. You know what I mean? Like that's like absolutely the thinking. That's like the very base thinking. Obviously, that's not a higher thought process, but, you know, th th that's where the core beliefs live, though, is in the base thinking. And mm -hmm. so it does take quite a bit of um, effort and energy and usually time to get through those core beliefs to be able to get to a place where it's like, I am good. Money flows to me daily. I always have more than I need. You know, those are the, the things that I have used to reprogram my brain. My life flows with ease and grace, you know, and using those things to reprogram my core beliefs. And that's why I think that fits in. And I completely agree with everything you're saying is. And I think that's where it fits in. Like I was saying, sometimes we need to bang our head against the wall because we think, oh, you know, I've got that belief. But there's another one that's like deeper, that's, you know, a little bit more core or you know, right. that kind of thing. And so that's yeah. why I feel like sometimes the banging our head against the wall and the refusal to surrender is almost a good thing in the fact that it's just getting to those deeper and deeper layers so that you can clear that out because that's all our old conditioning that we don't need anymore. Right. Right. And, so. and I would add that for me personally, the surrendering to, to, um, let's see, to being okay with where I am financially right now, even though, you know, I, I would, more, more would be great. I think all of us agree more would be great because then we can do more and share more and all that kind of stuff. But to surrender to where I am now and say, I'm okay now, I'm okay, you know? Yeah. Uh, and and I know that it that something is changing. I don't know what it is, and I'm okay with that too. And that's part of the surrender. And part of like you said, um, Christina, I had to get down to those core beliefs too. And like you, it was, you know, rich people are evil, they do bad things, you yeah. know, where did this money go? It shouldn't have been spent like that, blah blah blah. Really mm -hmm. core deep values. Which are very much, um, I want to add, yes. which are very much um, throughout our mainstream society, re um, not reprogrammed, but what is the word? <laughs> Conditioned over and over. You know, like it, it's messages that we receive daily, if not numerous times a day. So it's right. not that easy with the reprogramming because, I mean, you just watch TV and... You know, it's just, it, it's in there subtly and it's in there, or you talk to someone who's maybe hasn't worked through those beliefs yet and it's just there, it's in our face all the time. So again, that's just that constant checking yourself and going, yep, that was my truth. It's not my truth now. And, and, um, it is, it is a constant kind of battle almost 
because we're faced with it over and over and over again, bombarded with it within our society. It totally is. I completely agree. Sorry, Jennifer, I keep cutting you off. Oh, no, that's okay. I keep muting and unmuting at different times to cut down on my background noise here. Um, One thing I wanted to say, too, is that sometimes that programming, that conditioning is wrapped up in like a pseudo positive message that really isn't positive. Like, for example, money can't buy us happiness. It's true, right? Like that is true. No amount of money is going to make someone happy. But I heard a, a country song the other day that like really struck me. And he says something about, you know, I know money can't buy me happiness, but it can buy me a boat and it can buy me a truck to pull it. And they can get me fishing on the lake, you know, like we have these programmings that, again, are kind of wrapped up in this positive package to be a, a better human being. But really, it's ignoring the fact that money takes care of our basic needs and it allows us to do those hobbies that we couldn't do otherwise, you know. And so maybe it doesn't truly buy happiness but it sure allows us to live our lives more in alignment with how we want to, you know? Absolutely. You know, I completely agree with what you're saying. And to even take that to a more extreme place, money can't buy happiness, but you know what? Poverty doesn't either. And when you're struggling to keep a roof over your head, to feed your kids, to keep an old broken down car on the road and gas in it, that doesn't buy happiness. Yeah, I just had this discussion with my husband, Jeff, of, you know, how blessed are we that we are not worrying about any of that stuff. And we have the mental and emotional and spiritual space to dig deep into our shadow selves. Because Mm -hmm, if we were worried about how we were going to pay our mortgage or how we were going to feed the kids this month, you don't have space to look and start working with your shadow self. You are in survival only. And what a blessing to be so comfortable to be this uncomfortable. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love that. I'm so comfortable to be this uncomfortable. I can be this uncomfortable. And what a statement of gratitude. Right. Yes. Um, In a backwards kind of way. But that just, what that brought up for me, and it kind of came up when um, I think it was Christina was talking too, is that Maslow's hierarchy of needs. It's so true. If you were on that base, like on the bottom of the pyramid level, um, where it is survival, there's no chance, there's no time to contemplate, you know, what is the meaning of life? (laughs) Because it is, it's how am I going to get to work and how am I going to feed the kids and how am I going to pay my bills and am I going to have a roof over my head? And so to me, it just really brought up how, how accurate that is, that you need to kind of move up before you can start into that self-realization yeah yep i'm trying to remember somebody oh sorry jennifer no i'm sorry too go ahead (laughs) um i had read somewhere i i don't know recently like in the last year or so that um they have done studies at different universities and money can buy happiness because it buys security up to a point like it would, I think it was like up to, well, at that time, $75,000 is probably higher than that with inflation. <laughs> but it, it, the point is that it, exactly what you're saying, and money can buy happiness up to the point where your base needs are met comfortably, not just met 
but comfortably met. And from that point on, money can no longer buy happiness, but I still maintain it can buy freedom because you can travel with money. Yes. Mm, yeah. And that's happy. That's a happy place. Absolutely. Right? So all of, these, all of these things that we are allowed to do when we have the funding to do it, is yeah. it, it takes us to a happy place. And, and I agree, it can, to a point, buy happiness. Now, there's a lot of people that are extremely wealthy and extremely unhappy, and I think that's where our brain goes, because I don't want to be unhappy, I don't want to be a bad person, I don't want that, so that's okay right. if I don't have money, right? Well, that's the programming we've been fed. Exactly. Yeah. That's what I mean. That's the program we've been having. Yeah. And it's, um, no, I forgot. It's gone. <laughs> it was. Nope, not coming back either. Nope. It will as soon as someone starts talking. Then I'll be like, oh, I remember. <laughs> <laughs> well, these, these deep. Um, core level beliefs, <clears throat> bringing it back to the surrender part of it, these deep core level beliefs are something I believe that we need to surrender into and be able to take a look at and to say, oh, yeah, I, I get now why why I'm feeling the way I'm feeling or doing what I am doing, which doesn't really make sense. I don't know why I'm doing this isn't what I want to do. How, why am I reverting to these habits, to these activities? This, you know, I thought I'd worked through this. But like you said, Christina, you have to get down to the core and you have to be willing to take a look at. And I think so many of us are afraid of what we might find. Mm. Well, and the other part of that, too, is neuro neurological programming. I mean, right. you know, that's the way the brain works, right? So it runs, we run neural pathways through our brain. And the more that we run the pathway, the stronger the pathway is, the more deeply ingrained it is. Mm -hmm. So it's really about reprogramming our brains. And I think that if we can take the self-worth issue out of the equation, if we can take the emotional issue out of the equation, and just look at it like, all right, I'm going to reprogram reprogram the neural pathways in my brain and just focus on doing that at like at more of a an intellectual scientific level. I think that we can get to it without as much struggle. Does that make sense? It absolutely does. And I, I remember what I was gonna say before, but I'll come back to that. But with what you just said, it's like like I say to like a lot of my clients and stuff, it's like training any other muscle in our body. We can't just right. get up and go, I'm going to run a marathon. You need to train your body. And so, like you said, if you can take the emotions out of it and worthiness is a big one, you know, mm -hmm. like all of that, if you can just, you need to train your brain as a muscle and you just, and that comes the same as you go to the gym. You keep, you know, putting more weight on and, you know, keep using that muscle over and over and over again until it gets stronger. And once it gets stronger, then it's there, right? and then it becomes right. just easier. And so I think that's just a great point. The reason that's so hard, because it makes sense logically, but it's so hard is because we have the emotions wrapped up in it because we do feel that, oh, but then I'll, you know, then someone will judge me or I won't be accepted or I'll be evil or like all that other <laughs> crap that's tied in with it. But if you just could 
if you could get yourself to the point of, I'm going to train my brain like I do my calf muscles, you know, I'm going to stretch it, I'm going to push it, I'm going to put more weight on, I'm going to, you know, then it yeah. would be so easy. And that's surrender. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's surrender, right? yeah. Surrender to the process. What I forgot that I was going to say before, it's funny how, to me, when I hear this, like, it comes down to energy, too. Um, and it's more yep. so, um, like, when we were talking about the difference between someone who's kind of done the work and, like, whatever, self-realization or whatever, and, I mean, this ties into surrender, if they're going through a spell where money is short, it may be that they need to, you know, dig deeper into those other levels, but they can do that and they understand that. And so the energy behind it is like, yeah, this sucks, but I know there's a lesson here. I know there's something here for me. But if you are in that base level, like I talked about with Maslow's hierarchy and you're just in that survival instinct, there's the energy is completely different. It's mm -hmm. almost like a frantic compared to like, um, more annoyed or you know curious or whatever it may be and so yeah. the energy behind it's completely different so it could be the same thought is like crap i don't have any money this month but it's energetically completely different feel to it right exactly Does that makes sense yeah yeah and yeah and go ahead well i was going to add too that there that you know all of us here are energy workers in one level form or another and probably a lot of people that are listening later on will will relate to in some way understanding that their energy and the energy around them affects everything we do um, however the like you were saying we were talking earlier I don't know who in particular started this but the people that are in the panic and survival mode they don't understand that and their energy is always oh my god oh my god oh my god and to move out of that takes a lot a lot a lot of support and 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 people being able to take the time to to say you know to get out of the oh my god and to say okay what is what's going on how can i change this and it's it's a place that we have been trained to go we have been trained to go to the oh my god we have not been trained to go to our natural and 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 spiritual self to say teach me the lesson right 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 and and oh my god oh if i just work harder i know i'll make money you know, I'll make a little bit more money. Well, actually, if you work harder, you're probably going to be spending more hours and then you're going to have less time to to pay attention to your kids to, you know, I'll work three jobs instead of two, you know, all those things. And and it just gets spiraling and spiraling and spiraling that all of that stuff um, just is counter counterintuitive counter it's 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 in is it counterproductive I believe it is yeah that's what I thought too counterproductive yeah 
That's crazy. I mean, it's like, you know, I, I know that I've been in that spiral. I mean, I was in that spiral for years and years and years. And yeah, okay, so if I can just pick up this third job and then do this online thing part time, and it's all that you end up doing is exhausting yourself and staying in that constant high alert anxiety mode. That isn't going to get anybody anywhere. No. And like you said, counterproductive. Mm-hmm. You know, that takes us into, I don't know, all kinds of different levels. Um, but when you talk face-to-face, well, not face-to-face, when you talk to people or people have this thought process within them that have been told, like you said, Christina, these core values of, of if I just push a little harder, if I just work a little harder, if I, if I don't do this and I don't do that, then maybe I'll have a little bit more money for groceries or gas or, or you know, whatever it is. Um, right. And it's, it, it, all, it all is, you're sitting in this negative heap and um, you really don't know how to, how to transmute yourself out of that. And that's right. why yeah. I, I think it's important that we share things like this. Yeah, Sherry made a very similar statement in the comments, too. What was it? Uh, She said, a lot of deep work in reprogramming negative default patterns and behaviors. It's not an easy journey out of survival mode. Absolutely. Yeah. Which I kind of want to add, that's what really frustrates me um, about a lot of self-help authors. Because it's true. It's very simple. But it takes, you know, like they're like, oh, you know, just put it out there and it'll work. But you have to do the deprogramming. You have to do the, exactly. the work to get it to work. And so I think a lot of people read that and go, okay, well, I'm just going to picture myself wealthy. And, okay, why is it not coming? And then it brings on, like, this more further guilt and shame of, like, there is something wrong with me. It's not coming to me. It's supposed to be this easy. I'm just supposed to visualize and it'll Absolutely. happen. And because they, they don't put that there's a lot of work behind that to get to the point where you can go, okay, I can visualize this. And Oh, there's the thought creeping in that goes, Oh no, now I'm now I'm like, I'm visualizing me with money, but I'm like doing a wahaha cause I'm evil. Oh, there's a belief <laughs> yeah. there. Uh-huh. you know. And that stuff has to be dealt with. And so I, th- I think, cause I know when I was starting out, like I listened to some of these and then I'd start like beating myself up it's like what is wrong with me mm-hmm. why is this maybe I am just cursed and maybe I am just whatever I, the stories they were I can't even remember now but because they write and and I mean it is it truly is simple but there's a lot of work yeah. to get to the point like a simple right. concept and a lot of those make them look like it's instant manifestation oh I had a positive thought now everything I thought positively about is going to land in my lap now Mm-hmm. It does not work that way. I, I may be guilty of that, but that's <laughs> yeah, probably the areas in me. <laughs> right, but I think now, a lot of authors present it that way, though. I and I agree, and and it's it does, I think more harm than good because yeah, it it puts you like I said. There was lots of times I'd listen to a book and then I'd be like, and I'd do the steps and I'd do it diligently. But I wasn't looking at what was underneath, you know, like I said, that, that thought that crept in or that vision that crept in or whatever was there, that's that conditioning underneath. And so it, it just made me feel worse. It's like, okay, well, I am 
And, and I think that's part of it too, what comes with surrender. Um, I wanted to add is like Christina said, it doesn't mean right now <laughs> as much yeah. as we want it that way. <laughs> and sometimes the lesson, I mean, when we are talking about abundance in that way, sometimes maybe in this lifetime, we're not to experience the abundance that, you know, maybe our lessons that we have as soul contracts are to, you know, just live moderately or whatever it may be. Um, and taking that into account too, that, but I think that comes further with that surrender and going, I know that the universe is there to provide for me in every way I, that I need. So maybe I'm not going to be a billionaire in this lifetime. And maybe that's part of my soul contract with that. Yeah. And sometimes we can go in and, and rewrite our soul contracts. I don't know if you know you can do that. I did not know we could do that. I did not know we could do that. I yeah, feel like you need to that. expand on that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I teach Akashic Record classes where we go in and each each person goes uh, we, through a guided meditation, um, a really deep, almost hypnotic guided meditation into the Akashic Library. And we each meet with our own librarians and um, we then have the opportunity to go over all of our own Akashic are individually, like I can go over mine, you can go over yours and talk to the librarian who is in, in some ways, maybe a spirit guide, but only for that. And really looking at, okay, did I fulfill this part of the contract? Like, all right, I've done this eight times now. <laughs> How many more times is it going to take to fill this contract? And really a lot of it is that we get stuck in this pattern where we get stuck in doing the same thing over and over and over. And you can look at that with relationships, finances, jobs that don't appreciate you, whatever. There's, you know, all these patterns that we get into, mm -hmm. but maybe we have already completed some of those and we just don't know that it was completed. So we just keep doing it. Mm. Uh -huh. Interesting. And that's how like we get you need to share that information. <laughs> would you like me to schedule a class because i'm happy to do that <laughs> i would be interested i would be interested okay. too cool i do um, it over zoom so I'm i would gonna, be interested too i'm just gonna jump in because <laughs> sherry is commenting um and she just said i agree ladies and i extend that to energy slash light workers who say the journey is a bright paved beautiful yellow brick road easy breezy it's beautiful, but sometimes goes through the construction zones. Love Amen. that. <laughs> Amen. And yeah, like we've talked about, you know, like being in flow. And sometimes that means where well, we're flowing through the rapids and, mm -hmm. and we can't sugarcoat that. I don't think. I agree. Well, well, I, I agree. And <clears throat> the rapids are part of, of an active river, you know, an active flow. The, there's always going to be the rapids there. Sometimes mm -hmm. you see them, sometimes that, you know, but, and sometimes you don't see them. Sometimes it looks really serene and everything. But if you think about it, if there's a body of water that isn't active, it's actually dying. Right. It's actually being overtaken um, by the different things that'll overtake a body of water, you know, the pond the scum. scum. Pond scum. <laughs> I was going to say the scum on the top, you know, and the fish start dying and everything. And 
not that it can't be beautiful and not that you can't, you know, say, oh, what a pretty pond. But really, if it doesn't, if it's not active, it's dying. Did you see and, Sherry's comment? No. <laughs> Throughout the, through the rapids, upside down with your head hitting on the rocks. <laughs> <laughs> and it is that way sometimes. <laughs> it yes. does feel that way sometimes. Yeah. Sure yeah. So, so <clears throat> to make the, the water, to make the body of water, um, you know, healthy and, 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 um, sustaining and everything it has to move and when it moves it bumps it it comes across these these rocks and these bumps and all that kind of stuff so yeah go ahead Tara no I was just gonna um <clears throat> Sherry just said if it's not active it's festering spoiling yep yep, yep. um <laughs> and I think to me that's where learning how to surrender allows me to be okay with that that much more you know a challenge comes up or the you know, the rapids come up and it's like okay I know that and like Christina said I'm in alignment I know that things are good and this is where I need to be right now so I can relax into it rather than trying to fight it and like I think of you know people drown because they try and fight rather than just allowing themselves to float through it and yeah, you yeah. might get banged and bruised along the way if you're floating through it, but fighting, you're losing all your energy and you are possibly going to go under a lot more because you're fighting it rather than allowing. And so I think that's where surrender comes in beautifully. Mm -hmm. Oh, I agree. Mm -hmm. I agree completely. Can I go back to the neural pathway thing real quick? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So. Um, something a lot of people don't know about me in 2004, I had a stroke while training for a marathon and, um, I, I was very blessed that I was already in the emergency room with a migraine when the stroke hit. So they were able to, you know, use that medication or whatever the injection thing. But, um, it re really came to me that even though they used that on me, it was months of, um, occupational therapy and physical therapy to get my body back. And what I had to do was teach myself how to feel a neural pathway being created. And I have had several neurologists tell me, you can't do that. It doesn't work. There's, there's no nerve endings for that in that area. I don't care. I can feel it. <laughs> I can feel those electrical impulses in my brain when I have to go around a spot in my brain that was killed by the stroke. And mm -hmm. Um, you know, and the thing is, it's repetition. It really is repetition. We learned what we learned through repetition. We can relearn something else through repetition. Wow, that's I, amazing. Thank you for sharing that. I did not know that. But I think, oh my gosh, what an amazing, speaking of going through the rapids, what yeah. an amazing, amazing gift that you have now yeah, talk about hitting your head on the rocks upside down in a kayak <laughs> yeah, yeah no kidding yeah um and i don't mean to say this to be but what an amazing gift that you have from it now oh absolutely because so many of us don't understand that and i know like i don't think until you're fully aware of kind of the thoughts and you become so mindful because lots of people will be like well i send my affirmation like a hundred times that's got to be enough no you have been programming this for however many years, thousands and thousands and thousands of times a day. So a hundred is like nothing. 
Like it's a right. drop in the ocean kind of thing compared to how many times you've programmed it to think. And then you add in like the cultural things and the um, subliminal messages in, in TV and commercials and stuff like that. That is just, if it's a cultural belief, like we talked about with, you know, money is the root of all evil. If it's that kind of thing, it is being reprogrammed into us subconsciously as well. So the repetition is huge, but I think not a lot of people realize how much repetition that actually takes. Right. And it's not just repetition focused out to the universe. It's repetition focused into reprogramming the physical organ that is the brain. Yeah. Yeah. You know, something that crossed my mind when you were telling your story, Christina, is it makes me wonder, and I don't know if there's any studies out there. I'm not a scientific paper reader or anything like that. (laughs) (laughs) But it makes me wonder if... um, if uh, trauma is a sort of TBI, traumatic brain injury. Oh, it absolutely is. There's all kinds of studies on that. Oh, is there? Okay, oh, I need yeah. somebody. Yeah, yeah. So, so when you re- when you um, um, experience trauma, and again, trauma is anything that affected you, no matter how big or small somebody thinks your trauma is. Trauma affected you, but it changed those pathways and sometimes I think part of your brain dies oh absolutely and we going back and rerouting those those I don't know feelings activities brain I mean bodily functions all those things um that just kind of blows my mind because I didn't realize it until just, like I said, when you were talking, Christina, is, oh, my God, that's why people don't remember trauma. Yeah. That's, that's why they've, you know, there's, there's big gaps in memory and function and everything. And sometimes that can just be a state of grace, you know. Yes, like, and that's your protection yeah. mode, Yeah, yeah. Um, and sometimes it's okay not to remember the trauma. You still have to heal the the damage it caused. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and I was going to say, sometimes it's just we don't remember because, well, A, like Christina said, maybe we don't even need to know the exact, but um, it brings up what needs to come up for us to heal, right? Mm-hmm. I'm just going to read out because Sherry's commenting like crazy here. <laughs> um, she said, fighting is... Downing guaranteed, drowning, I'm thinking she meant. Um, and energy spent in the wrong way exhausts beyond essentials. Yeah, 100% there. Um, and then she said, 100% Christina and 100% Diane, physical and energy. And I, yeah, I, I just yeah. love our discussions. I know. Jennifer had something to say. What's, what's up, Jennifer? Oh, I didn't have anything to say. You guys started sounding weird, so I muted myself in case it was weird feedback. Oh, okay. Well, we were talking about trauma and the TBI, and and I thought you had maybe something to comment about that. No, other than, yeah, trauma is brain damage. It's known to be that. Um, And I've experienced that, too. I've experienced... Uh, my soul telling me like this part of you just needs to die right now. Um, and I've had 
I've had that before, but that was it. I didn't really have anything to add. Yeah, and like Christina mentioned, sometimes that's a gift. And and we don't need to remember that. But we, but we do need to to heal. And and I think a lot of people are afraid to take those steps to heal, either mentally, physically, spiritually, whatever it happens to be, because they're afraid that they might have to relive that trauma, whatever the trauma was. But not necessarily. I have found that I used to be really afraid to go there because I didn't want to relive that shit. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. And there was like years and years ago, um, I just decided this is it. I'm not going through this anymore. And it was right after my stroke, actually, or right after the recovery from. And um, I went to a therapist with a script I wrote to be able to clean out some of that stuff with like a, a hypnotic script. And she agreed. So she walked me right through it. And when I went into that space inside myself that I was so afraid to access, I went through like, it was like a storage room and not one thing in there was actually mine. Mm. I was carrying all kinds of stuff from other people. It wasn't mm. even my stuff. Which is it, so <laughs> interesting, especially when we were talking about like the epigenetics the last couple weeks um, and things like that. And I mean, I was going to bring that up a little earlier when we were talking about trauma is sometimes we may, may not even know what it is. We just have the responses because it's been programmed into us um, through epigenetics or um, things like that. And so, again, not saying that it doesn't need to be healed, but um, we may not even know what to heal because we may not have an idea of what the original trauma was kind of thing, like the story behind the original trauma. Yeah, yeah and we need the story every time. Yeah, and that's just what Sherry said too. You don't need to yeah. know that all the time. Right, right. And that book you recommended a few weeks back, Tara, it didn't start with you. Mm -hmm. That is amazing because there's so many aha moments. I'm in chapter like three or four, but already aha moments going, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Yeah about the studies that have been done about how the DNA of your grandparents and, and, and their grandparents and their grandparents have physically changed your DNA and how you and your, and your reactions and your every, just, it's just going, oh my gosh. And if anybody hasn't read that book, I would highly recommend it because it, to me, it's kind of freeing saying, okay, I'm not broken. I have been given um, these, these feelings and these emotions and these thoughts and these, these ideas, and I can either continue to carry them or I can let them go. Right. And sometimes it just comes down to identifying them. Absolutely. Yeah. And saying, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to let that go. I, I don't, I don't need to carry that anymore. Right. Yeah. We carry so much stuff we're not even aware of. And Sherry had put in the comments that you can go back and find out what caused the trauma if you wish to. And yeah, absolutely. You can. That is always a choice. Mm -hmm. 
And some, some made me feel need to, because that's part of the healing process. But what this whole conversation is just bringing up for me is, well, frustration, but that's my story. Um, but frustration at the fact that our current culture and system doesn't take this holistic view of things. You know, like how much, how much relief you said, Diane, you've gotten from the epigenetics. How much relief you've gotten, Christina, from, you know, being able to reprogram and actually feel that. And, you know, when we just look at ourselves from such a very limited perspective of, of how our culture tends to look at us, we just, I just, it frustrates me that, that we just keep perpetuating the same things over and over. And there's so many solutions out there. Um, to help us. So anyway, that was my little rant. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, is that all of us here and everybody listening to this rebroadcast and everybody that all of us touch is, is changing that system. We right. are changing this. We are. With our awareness, with our learning, with our education, with our work with the energy that we put out there, we're changing this. And that's the good and the fun part of this. I, I agree. That's just the Aries in me that's like, now. Oh yeah, I, I understand, yeah. hello, <laughs> sister Aries, yes. <laughs> now. Yeah, as a Virgo, the, the thing is now, because I don't have time to wait for this stuff, I got things to do. Right. Exactly, <laughs> right? <laughs> Well, and Aries is like the ram, so let's just ram, you know, and, and yeah, it's, I'm going to ram it with my head, because let's just do this. Let's like, just do this. Get it done, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, both of my kids are Aries. I am very familiar with it. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, again, beautiful, but also, you know, it's one of those, it depends on the energy behind it. Yeah. But it definitely, I guess the frustration for me comes from seeing how many people struggle out there. And it's like, I feel like we've been robbed. And I mean, I feel like my, not my whole life, but before I started realizing all of this and really doing the work, that I was robbed almost in a way. So, yeah, yeah. I agree anyway. with that. <laughs> I agree Just with frustrating. That. <laughs> yeah. Could you imagine what kind of a society we would have if we started learning this stuff from kindergarten? Well, and I think it's purposeful that we are so disconnected from that because we would be too powerful to stay in the systems that are in place. Absolutely. Right. Amen, sister. <laughs> so I don't think it's an accident that we're so disconnected. I think it's choreographed, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wouldn't disagree with that. And, and, and what I, where I always go is, <clears throat> you know, I... I am of age where, and, and all of us are of age where we didn't, we didn't have this thought all of our lives, but when we start to change things, the kids that are now kids and their kids are going to be able to experience that their, their entire lives. And that's what we're changing into. That's what the new is. That's what the ascension process is about. 
is that we are moving into that space. Mm-hmm. And and we are all here for a reason and a purpose to facilitate that. Absolutely. So sorry, I kind of figured out a downer turn there, but it just it just every time I hear this and even with like health and stuff, it just goes, oh, I'm just it breaks my heart more than anything for all the people out there who are not getting that information. So I have to remind myself Absolutely. that that's the, their journey. But the it's health, still heartbreaking. It is. It is heartbreaking. The, the healthcare system is a joke. I mean, I rant about that all the time. Yeah, me um, too. You know, like Christina, you're told, well, that's, that's not possible. That can happen. Well, I'm sorry. I'm feeling it and I'm knowing it. And, and you cannot tell me different. You know, right. I, I spent years and years going to doctors. Well, that's not... That's not possible. That can't be happening. Well, I'm here telling you it is. And, and you know, the thing is, though, that those like those doctors telling us it's not possible, if they would say, you know what, maybe it is possible. Are you willing to help us study that? I would have been the first one to sign up to say, yeah, heck. Let's get some. Up. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, it's it's very frustrating. It's very frustrating. It sure is. And uh, yeah. Sherry just added business of health, you know, healthcare is in the business of keeping us sick. You're right. Well, and Sherry just added healthcare is for the rich back to negative feelings towards money. Yeah. No kidding. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, we don't want to bring that one up because that's a whole <laughs> new can of worms. Oh so God. Yeah. <laughs> that would make us all angry and, and just ranting and everything. Yeah. I think we just focus on the change and and not focus on the way it is because the way it is isn't working. So why give it more energy? Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank 100%. you. One hundred percent. Yeah. And there goes there. We come back to that reprogramming again, which yep. is you know like that, because I I can find myself getting into that space and and it's that okay I need to bring myself back and like reprogram myself. I'm gonna focus my energy else like on the. Yeah, so thank you, Christina, for for helping me rewire that. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. You guys, you have no idea how much you guys help me rewire every week. It's amazing. <laughs> that is very cool. I, I <laughs> so look forward to our discussions because whatever the topic, I know we're going to have a really good discussion, and it's going to, it's, it, it's, it's healing and, and um, supporting and... Um, Oh yeah, I'm not so bad. <laughs> I don't consider myself bad, but I mean, there's there's things where you go, is this just me? Like, it, is this just happening to me? And and is what do I? Where do I go with this? What do I do with this? And then you'll hear somebody else say, Oh no, that's happening. Happening has happened to me too. And you go, oh, Okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I have that every week. Like somebody will send me a message through messenger or whatever and go, what is wrong with me? I'm feeling blah, 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 blah. And my first response was always, you are the sixth person this week who has told me that exact same thing. We're all kind of going through it. Not that it lessens what you're experiencing, but you're not alone. Right. It, you're not alone. And it takes that, am I crazy or is there something wrong with me? Factor out when you start going, okay, right. there's, there's a whole bunch of people especially when it's you know like people like this group and everything where you're like oh okay so something's just going on energetically or you know like this is just part of the shift or whatever 
Right. Um, it takes that. It takes the ability to be negative. I just want to, because I'm trying to honor Sherry here. Um, she said, and you're right, Jen, they are not here to heal us. And yep, retain your negative default is what she said. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, yeah we think, always go back to that. Yeah. And what you said, Christina, um, I think people, people telling other people you're not alone in this, and those words are healing in themselves. Like yeah. Tara said, you're, it's not, I, I'm not crazy. I'm not, you know, uh, imagining, you know, okay, I, I, I can learn how to, how to move in this, whatever this is, right? And, right. Um, it's, it's healing Surrender. just to know. What's that? Surrender. <laughs> there you go. It helps you surrender, I find. Yep, you know, exactly. And, and I found that for me, the spirit has been so beautiful in that. When I'm like, when I get in one of those old programming states where it's like, am I just crazy? Like, what the fuck is going on? And, you know, and stuff like that, that the posts will come up. Or like Christina said, you'll get a text message from someone saying, are you feeling this? Or I've been feeling this way. And it's like, okay, yeah, okay. And there's just that, okay, now I can let it go. Like, because it, it, it kind of takes that little bit of fear that is there of what's wrong mm-hmm. with me to, okay, this is, this is normal. This is new. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Sherry had another post in here. Uh, so many things happening that make me think I'm going crazy lately. And thank you, Tara. Oh. Mm-hmm. Amen, sister. I know that question, I think, comes out of my mouth numerous times a day. It's like, am I crazy? And like I said, spirit has been so wonderful and provided me with confirmation that I'm not. Uh, But we are literally, like Christina said, we're reprogramming some really, really core stuff here, Um, especially when we're talking about you know, like even the way we view ourselves and how much power, like Jen talked about, we've been told not to have, um, we've been taught not to have our power. And the more you step into it, the more I think those, those um, questioning kind of comes up because it's just going, it's grading against those old patterns and those old beliefs, which is that work. And like you said, Christina, that repetition. Yeah. When you said, Tara, when you said stepping into our power, I got this vision of the old-fashioned scales where you would put, um, you know, a weight on one side and you would start to, you know, you, you would um, balance to see how much something weighed and, and the scale tipping one way or the other. And I think that when we step into our power, and, and it doesn't have to be a big, bold boost. Your mic is really, I think you're really close to your mic, so it's okay. kind of getting, okay, is there that, we go, sorry. Is that better? Yeah. That is better. Yes. It you. sounded like you were eating your mic. Oh, I probably <laughs> was because I had, I had tipped back in my recliner, so I probably was eating my mic. <laughs> but um, um, you stepping into our power doesn't have to be this bold burst through the door, you know. Sometimes it is. But stepping into our power can be these little steps, like we've been talking about. All of this stuff is little steps, and we can go, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. And, when, and, and the vision that I got when Tara said that is that the scale is, is tipping 
to the new and, and to the things that we're talking about is to is tipping we are outweighing the old programming and, right. and, and the old programming is kind of falling away bit by bit by bit and I think what that just brought up for me which was very comforting for me is to calm that Aries in me is you're absolutely right it can't just be whomp all on the other side because that would be mass chaos mm -hmm. and I mean I know I've done some fairly big jumps at times in my growth and it's like the chaos after it and the trying to rebalance and recenter is like hard and so it kind of has to be a little bit okay we're going to move it this way and we're going to settle the scales move it this way settle the scales and so it has to be like a little bit more of a process than a whomp there we go right <laughs> now deal yeah. with it because yeah. the dealing with it is, is difficult on the other side too yeah we have to learn to deal with it right right we, we have to get into a different space mind space and find that it, and that's what i to me that's the integration process it's that recentering and recalibrating to the new mm -hmm. whatever that may be that we're working on sherry just just put i tell myself i have company when we were talking about when people it's so comforting to know that we're not the only one going through it we're not crazy <laughs> right she just says i tell myself i have company yeah right. we're, we're all in the crazy house <laughs> I was going to say, I was just going to point out, it doesn't mean we're not crazy. It just means we're more of us. <laughs> yeah. I, I um, helped start a group several years ago that's, that the title of it is, Am I Crazy or Just Spiritual? And uh, we haven't had a lot of activity in it. It's been kind of a stale, stagnant group. <clears throat> but when, when we talk about Am I Crazy, I think about that because it came... The, the idea of that group came from um, I, conversations that Jennifer and I were, were having over time about sometimes this shit happens and I think I'm going crazy. Mm -hmm. and, and, I, and then we were, you know, discussing it and talking about it. And I said, I believe that, that there's a lot of people that have been diagnosed as crazy and might be in institutions where they were just feeling these things that we're talking about. Oh, but please there don't was, get started on that. But there was nobody safe to, to, to discuss it. Absolutely. <coughs> I think 99% I think of mental illnesses is, can be explained spiritually. Yep. Yep. But because that's not the paradigms we look through, it's just crazy. Right. So, anyway, that, oh. again, we don't want to get on yeah. that topic. That's a whole new can of worms. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a can of worms that could cause some problems, um, but, or, or legal problems, I mean, because, you know, <laughs> unless there's a psychiatrist or something in this group, that's probably not a can of worms we should touch. But <laughs> I do have stories that corroborate, corroborate, is that the word? I don't know. Anyway. Corroborate. Corroborate, yeah, that do that with, with what you just brought up with your theory. Yeah. 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 Well, and I mean... Just like I, even with my own healing stuff and even physically, um, everything is tied to all three, like mind, body, and soul. And you can't look at anything just like you can't go, oh, my leg's broken and just look at that. Like there's other things that need to take place. And I mean, Christina and I, you have had, you know, I've had that conversation. Yeah. Maybe we don't need to go into like self-blame about, oh, I shouldn't have done this step that, you know, made me fall down the steps. But, oh, it's on my left side. What does that mean for me? Oh, that's feminine. Okay, what's, you know, broken in my feminine or whatever. 
but just that awareness and that everything about our about us as beings needs to be looked at through all three lenses and anything anytime we try to again just look at a segment of it we are completely cutting ourselves off from that wholeness yeah anyway. sherry added um gifts have been mistaken as mental illness or evil possessions etc forever right isn't that the truth mm -hmm. uh that's the witch trials and <laughs> well and then and then when you go there and that's the witch trials and that's you know i mean even before that but when you and then witch trials comes to mind and then how we are carrying trauma from that every one of us are carrying trauma from the witch trials and beyond. yeah that's why i keep my mouth shut so people don't commit me yeah. <laughs> we won't commit you know, you, I Jen. Don't. <laughs> I quit keeping my mouth shut. I just go out there and throw my mouth <coughs> every day. Yeah. But there was a time, um, there was a time, I imagine, Christina, I know that there was a time for me that I kept all of that, uh, all of this talk in a closet with just a very select handful of people that I would discuss with. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Because I for felt years. very, yeah, very vulnerable. Mm -hmm. Um and so now um, there's been a bunch of changes in me and, and in, the, um, in, the, in the general populace that have made it easier to talk about this and, and feel not as, um, not as endangered. Um, right. You know, we, my family has, um, um, has Native American ancestors and I tried to um, go back and to document some of the family stories because if I could document it, that meant that my kids would be able to um, um, get some grants to go to college. So I went back and tried to document. And what I found through learning and books and classes and all kinds of different things is that Native Americans and um, um, African Americans and anybody that was marginalized when the census happened when people came knocking on your door and said you know um, what you know what they didn't use nationality they used um, a different word if if you could pass for a white person you always said white yeah, because yep. if you said anything else, then you were a target. And so with that, you know, going through the census, my family became white instead of Native American. And so to go back and document that at my my lineage is 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 impossible. Totally. It's totally impossible. Besides the fact that Native Americans' names changed, so you could be mm -hmm. called Running Bear one day, and the next day you could um, be called, um, you know, Man with One Arm <laughs> because of something that happened in your life. Because he didn't run fast enough. Because he didn't bear. run fast enough, yeah, right? He didn't run fast enough, so now he's Man with One Arm. <laughs> so that's that what you said too, Christina? <laughs> yeah, that's what I said too. <laughs> and that's how it worked. It really did. 
<laughs> so yeah, uh, well, a lot of times, yeah, when when, um, when someone reached uh, what they would call adulthood or puberty, and you know went off to for their vision quest, depending on the on the tribe's traditions, of course. Um, very often, when someone reached what they considered adulthood, they would get a new name. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And through yeah. various stages of life for a lot of the cultures, too. Yeah, right. Exactly. And I mean, some of them would change, um, like, jobs, so to say, within the tribe, which changed your name. Yep. You right. Know, so. And there was no formal record keeping, so that says, this name now used to be called this. On their 21st birthday, they right. get to be called this now, because, yeah. Yeah. So it's like, it is impossible. Um interesting conversation but and i i mean as all of our conversations are but i think we kind of maybe should come back to surrender just for the sake of um, for the sake of the podcast yeah um because those are all conversations that i would love to get into and have all been thinking too um but just yeah we i mean the way we talk we could go on forever and talk (laughs) about a ton of different things so um, but, but Diane, does, what Diane was talking about, though, is, you know, trying to go back in the lineage. Literally, people surrendered their lineage. Absolutely. That was kind of my point when I yeah. told the story. Yeah, they did. They surrendered their lineage. Because mm. it was safer that way. Right. Yeah. And, and that goes back, to, that brings up so many other um possibilities of surrender in lives and in that our ancestors did that changed um you know there was fear and they carried that fear and they passed on that fear through genetics and everything and so sorry go ahead no go ahead i just gonna say and that brings us back to that beginning of the conversation i wonder if that's the energy that we're carrying um when we talk about surrender as being, you know, I don't want to give up the fight. Like, I mm. wonder if that's tied into our ego wanting to, damn, I'm not giving it up this time. Like, that kind of thing. I wonder if that's got some energy in it, too, because right. we are carrying that as well. I'm sure. Where they, they had to for survival, like we were talking about with surrender, too. They had to, for survival, surrender who they are and their beliefs and their... Um, everything that they held dear, their values for survival. And so maybe that's why some, it's even harder for us. I mean, I, again, I stick that it's ego, but I'm sure there's probably nothing is black and white. <laughs> yeah. Which I think we've pointed out numerous times on this. So maybe right. there's a thread of that coming in there too of, I'm not doing it that this time. Mm-hmm. That no. resonates with me, Tara. That resonates. <laughs> Yeah, yeah me too. With me too. Yeah, me too. Yeah. 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 So I guess to me, that just says in that surrender space that it does need to be kind of somewhat gentle at times where we go. Yeah, I get that. And, and no, we're not surrendering our whole identity and everything, but we're surrendering for our higher good kind of. So that alignment thing again. Um, right. Yeah. So. Anyway, what I have found, too, that's helpful for me is that I'm not surrendering. This is a discussion that I've had with myself recently. I'm not surrendering, um, in this case, who I am or or who my ancestors were, but I'm surrendering the fear. Mm. I'm I'm letting go. I'm surrendering the fear 
and what they had to go through um, and um, it I think it's a it a, again it's it's a it's a thought process and it's an intentional shift and sometimes that's all it takes is yeah. that and that part of us that's like I'm not doing that again maybe just needs to be you know the word placated comes to mind but that's not what I mean you know like appeased and just calmed with I'm surrendering but I'm not like I'm not giving up myself and so that almost like calms that part of it so it makes it a little bit easier does that make any sense that makes total sense to me yeah it does to me too I can still you know their their voice was surrendered they surrendered their voice they they surrendered their identity doesn't mean that to surrender that part of me it doesn't mean that I have to surrender my voice and my identity yeah. to me it means I surrender the fear I turn over the fear I let that you know I let that go wow and, what a great discussion today yeah yeah it really has been it's um leaves us with lots to think about. I know, Christina, you said you had some offers that you wanted to After we're done us. recording. Okay. It'll still be on the, um, on the Clubhouse replay, but it won't be on the podcast then. Okay. Yeah, I just don't want it on the podcast. Yeah. Okay. So, Christina, it will be in Clubhouse. You're eating your mic again. <laughs> oh, gosh. Sorry. It will be in Clubhouse in its fullest but what we could do is we could get out of this room and then come back on and turn the, the recording off. Okay. Would you like to do that? If everyone is willing to. I yeah, am. Definitely. So I can, I can um, start a room. So we'll close this off and then I'll start a room. Okay. And I'll put replays off and then you guys can all join the room. Okay. Or I'll invite Great. you. Okay. Thank you. So Thanks. for the podcast close. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Thank you all for joining. I, I, as always, have been left with lots of profound um, processing <laughs> to take place. Um, and like Diane said, there's, there's a healing in us being able to have this space to speak. And, and it's, it's just so lovely to watch how the conversations flow. And so my sum up on surrender is, yeah, it's not always easy, but if we're in alignment and we can let go of the attachment, it is that much more beautiful, I guess. Diane, any final words on surrender? I think you summed it up very beautifully. Thank you. All right. So I.